Hi there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I am your co-host, Barb Allen. We talk a lot at, about, at American Snippets about the power of our actions, and absolutely all of our guests display that in one extraordinary way after another. But now as we approach the holiday season and we're coming up on another gathering of this organization called Snowball Express, I thought it'd be a great time to share a story of how the actions of so many people impact other people throughout the country. In particular, there is one person that I ran into at this event that had a huge impact on me and my ability to kind of have some self-realization in my life and get to the point where I am today. And that person was Tony Orlando. But before I get to that story, I'm going to share with you a little bit about this organization called Snowball Express. It's an organization that was founded years ago. I attended for the first time, I believe, in 2000. Six. It was uh, the second Christmas I faced without my husband after he'd been killed in Iraq. My kids at the time were ages seven, six, five, and three, I believe. It's hard to remember so long ago, but that's about the age they were. And as anybody who has lost somebody so very close to them knows, uh, the holidays are a particularly brutal time to get through when you are still trying to make your way past that grief, through that grief, and put your life back together and restore some joy to it. So what this organization does is it reaches out to the families of the fallen soldiers post 9-11, soldiers who were lost on active duty. These are typically widows, but sometimes widowers, and the children of these fallen soldiers. And they offer to fly these families out to one central location every year, a few days together in the month of December. It started in California, and then it moved to Texas, and now Gary Sinise has taken it under his wing. And this year, for the very first time on December 8th, these families will meet in Disneyland, Florida. I will be attending as a volunteer this year after having had the good fortune to bring my children to that event about 10 times over the years since it started. And now this year I'll be back to help the new moms because it is a super overwhelming event. Even though it's beautiful and fun, a lot of emotions pour through. When you have those small children, it can be difficult. So I'm looking forward to coming back and giving back to an organization that has given so much to me. And I figured now that this is rolling around, I'm starting to get emails and messages from people. All the ways this event has helped me many of which are through the people that are in it. But this is one particular person who lends a huge hand and supports Snowball Express any way he can. He doesn't just support Snowball Express, he supports the military in general. This is Tony Orlando. He is a singer, a very famous singer from back in the day. Some of you may know him now. Uh, his song is Tie Yellow Ribbon is his, is his catch song but he has several other songs out there and he has a very, very moving story of his belief and his passion for the military and his own desire to serve and how he was denied that ability to do so and the impact that had on him through the years. It just never left him. And since that moment, he's done every single thing he can in his power to give back in huge ways, entertaining troops overseas, opening up his door to them, doing uh, Veterans Day events and supporting organizations like Snowball Express. Tony Orlando is a class A guy. I highly encourage you to check him out, look him up, play his tunes, and let him know that you, you love his support for the military. I wrote this article on him a while ago, and I thought this would be a great time to share it. It really shows the power of our small actions, the impact they can have on lives. This was a life, my life, 
And it was one of the very many things that served as a catalyst for me to get through my own grief, to take accountability for my own life and get to the point where I am today, where I'm now in a position to give back to all those other people in the, through a lot of the same organizations that helped me. So now I'm able to have a ripple effect that is a ripple effect of a ripple effect. It is so cool. It is so powerful. This is the story. 11 years after my husband died, Tony Orlando helped me realize what had taken me so long to find peace. It took me much longer than I'd hoped it would to find solid footing in my life after my husband was murdered by a fellow soldier. I told myself I was doing better than many people would given the circumstances. After all, not only was I a young widow with four very young children to raise by myself, I was repeatedly traumatized throughout the three and a half years we spent attending court proceedings against the being who killed my husband, Louis Allen, and his friend, Captain Philip Esposito. And who wouldn't be bitter after seeing the military judicial system let the confessed killer walk away a free man with access to VA benefits? It wasn't my fault I was stuck in so much misery, I told myself. I was working as hard as I could to push through, but my situation was simply impossible to navigate any faster than I was. Sure, I made plenty of mistakes over the years. Some of those mistakes exacted a steep price for me and also for my children, who were helplessly attached to my decisions. But I told myself it wasn't my fault for trusting in people who preyed upon my naive belief that no one would do what they wound up doing to me. The more people who told me not to trust a person, the more I dug in, dedicated to proving my independent ability to chart my destiny without my husband at the helm. I thought my persistence was what would see me through the mayhem that continued to plague me. Instead, it was stubbornness, and that stubbornness is what allowed this person to prey upon me for years and years and destroy everything I'd worked so hard to build up, and the price my children had to pay is something I will never, ever get through. It's not like I hadn't put a lot of myself back together in the few years since tragedy struck. I was pursuing a master's, writing a book, throwing myself into my kids, and grabbing every opportunity to laugh instead of cry. I thought I had everyone fooled into thinking I was doing just great. I believed I was doing everything in my power to overcome the series of tragedies that continued to plague me in varying degrees of severity. But I was really, really wrong. Tony Orlando spent just a few hours next to me on a plane, and he saw right through me. One early year into the existence of Snowball Express, I found myself on the American Airlines charter flight, packed with families of fallen soldiers, as we flew across the country to spend time together. My four boys were still very young, aged between five and ten years old. I sat in my seat as my kids bounced around visiting with other kids and playing with the all-volunteer flight crew. And I'm going to say here right now, this is an absolutely all-volunteer flight crew, but I only found out years later that not only are they volunteers, but they donate their vacation time in many instances to fly on these flights and take care of our families. It is just so cool. On that flight, I was super tired from the pre-dawn drive with the kids and thought about a quick nap. When suddenly, a robust voice and a blazing smile announced the presence of Tony Orlando in the seat beside me. Our families are so grateful to those who do so much for us. And tired or not, I always make it a point to thank them and return a smile or a hug. I did the same thing then, smiling and chatting with the man who left the comfort of his home and family to spend time with us and offer his support. 
I knew even then that Snowball could not survive without the help of people like him, and I did my best to ensure he felt appreciated and welcome at the special event. I thought I'd done a fine job, and I even found myself enjoying the chat with this man with a huge personality. It wasn't until a chance meeting several years later that I realized how wrong I'd been. Fast forward about eight years. My kids are now teenagers. I have slowly, excruciatingly made it through a gauntlet of organic and self-inflicted blows in life. I'm finally at the top of my game. My kids are happy and life is full again. I know I, know I owe a great deal of this to the people at Snowball Express who have become a family to us from volunteers to the other moms. Snowball Express has been one of the very few consistently positive presences for my kids and I. From a seemingly little thing like re-experiencing the feeling of looking forward to something again, to the steady emails, the phone calls, the letters, and check-ins from them. They ask how we are, they offer support, they make the kids laugh. They gave their kids their mom back, and they gave me opportunities to escape life and simply be with my children. They helped us create lasting friendships with other families through ours, and those friendships sustain us years and years down the road. They have physically nursed my kids through ill-timed illnesses at events, and I mean it. My kids have sometimes thrown up at those events, and there have been people in my hotel rooms fetching nurses and medics and helping with anything. I cannot describe the level of dedication of these volunteers. One year, I, I think it was the very first year I attended, I accidentally left my purse on one of the buses we travel in, and I had my husband's dog tags in that purse. That bus drove away. I got up to my hotel room, realized what I'd done, and I freaked out. I wasn't just like, oh, hey, I left my purse. I was like sobbing, snotting, my husband's dog tags. I left him in the purse. And these were, it was a huge deal to me. And I just came completely undone. These people didn't judge me. They didn't roll their eyes. They weren't annoyed. It was like some ungodly hour. And they took the time and they tracked down that bus and they had a police car run down that bus and jump on, you know, the bus pulled over and the officer got my purse out of the uh, the bus and they delivered the dog tags back to me all within a half hour. In that whole time, I'd been crying and apologizing and they were smiling and laughing and hugging me and telling me it was okay. I mean, I lost... I just lost it in front of them and they were just right there. And that's what I'm going to be there to do for somebody else this year. But back to this. Uh, so after they recovered the dog tags, they've also ridden roller coasters, even though they get sick on them. I've had volunteers on rides with my kids as they're like turning green in their face and they just do it again and again and again. They stand in the pouring rain to salute as dozens of our buses roll by I mean, literally, there will be hundreds of people lining the streets with signs and flags, you know, the signs saying, your dad is our hero. We will never forget your dad. My kids see that. It's amazingly impressive and awesome. And for the, a lot of the new moms who aren't prepared for this, it can just be a gateway to more tears. And this is a safe place, but they're happy tears, even, even in the sadness. People will come out in whatever kind of weather to do this. It is amazing. And they do this just because they care. Now I had the opportunity to meet many of their sponsors in person, and I've addressed thousands of supporters at their biggest fundraiser of the year. 
One year when I did this, on the first night of that three-day event, I ran into Tony Orlando moments before he received the Bob Hope Award from Congressional Medal of Honor recipients for his work entertaining and supporting the military. I was like, oh my gosh, I met you years ago on flight. His laugh was the same as it sounded that day years earlier, and I just recognized it instantly. I didn't know if he'd remembered me, but he just grabbed my hands and he was like, oh man, I do remember you. I couldn't believe it. Then he called his wife and daughter over and he's like, hey, hey, come here. He's like, hey, do you remember me telling you about the mom with the four kids? And they looked at me kind of curiously and then they smiled. They're like, yes. And then he looked at them and he said, well, this is her. And I don't know who looks more surprised, you know, his wife or his daughter or me, because I didn't know what he was talking about. And that is when, I mean, moments before he set to go on stage and receive this award, he took the time to pull his wife and daughter over and introduce me. And then he told me his version of that plane ride all those years ago. From Tony, I heard how one of my sons tackled his leg and clung on as Tony dragged him through the aisle, both of them cracking up. I saw the emotion hit his face as he told me he'd finally share with me what my son had sent to me, said to him. This was my son who'd never get to tackle his own dad or wrestle with him again. He looked up at the man he'd just met and proclaimed that Tony would make a great dad. When he told me that story in the room that was packed with people and music, it seemed like silence sort of descended for a split second as he said those words to me and the meaning hit. That was the moment, he said, when he realized what Snowball Express with that event meant. But he wasn't done yet. He had more. So as I was standing there trying to picture my still very young son, still very early, dealing with the loss of his father, looking up at this man he just met who was dragging him, you know, playing with him around the plane and telling that man he'd make a great dad, my heart broke from my son all those years ago thinking of that and thinking of the sadness he had, but the joy he had in that moment. So as I was trying to process all that, Tony looked at me again. He said, I remember you. You were still very angry and not ready to let anyone in yet. And that came as a bigger shock to me because I did remember. I was like, well, I mean, hadn't I smiled and laughed and joked with him? Hadn't I spent time telling him about the way Snowball Express helps our families? Hadn't I thanked him for being there? Yes, he assured me but you were still very guarded. I just, I didn't know what to say. I stammered out an apology to him, thinking my memory is so skewed that not only had I not been nice to him, maybe I'd actually been rude. Because <laughs> I can be rude on occasion. I can be a little snarky, a little snide, you know. It's, it's one of my flaws, and, uh, and, and I'm aware of that. But I was a little concerned that that's actually what had happened way back in the day and that that story had not been exactly how I remembered it. And then Tony smiled bigger, and again, he assured me I'd been fine. Yes, I'd been friendly and polite and smiled and welcoming, but he could see through all that, and he saw that I, I just hadn't managed to conceal the hurt and the anger that I was still carrying with me, and he could recognize that through that big but not entirely sincere smile, he said. And at that moment, that's when I was struck by this just giant slamming bolt of clarity. I knew then why I'd finally achieved my shift in life from bleak to bright. I knew that what I'd perceived as persistence back then had in fact just been plain stubbornness. 
I knew that instead of persistently attacking life's troubles, I had just been stubbornly clinging to the notion that I could only expect to restore just some of my life, that I'd never restore all of the joy and happiness that I'd had, and that each way my experiences changed me would just be for the worse. I realized even more the difference between trying to control life and controlling how I adapt to my life. I'd somehow shifted my behavior to reflect those lessons without realizing what those lessons were until Tony made it clear. It was when he said those words to me that it all became like crystal brilliant clear in my mind. I realized that in that time span from when I first met him all those years ago and he was playing with my young son on the plane to when I was standing there with him right then, so many years later, I'd gone through so much. I'd been through the court martial and watched the guy that we all know killed my husband walk out of court a free man. I'd lost several arguments or petitions to the government to award my husband the Purple Heart. I'd been preyed upon by people I didn't know well and people I did know well to extreme effect. I'd been vulnerable and weak. I'd allowed somebody into my life who was an addict and destroyed my life, destroyed every bit of the life that I'd worked so hard to build up and decimated it, I had to rebuild again. I'd been through physical struggles, I'd had several surgeries, I'd been through emotional struggles, and I'd had to pick up the pieces with my children and help my children rebuild their life and rebuild their trust in me after all of that. And that had taken a lot of hard work. Somehow I'd done it, but I'd never really stopped to think about how I'd done it, and that was it. In that moment, I realized it wasn't until I stopped being so stubborn and st started being persistent instead that I made that difference. Stubbornness is what holds you back. Persistence is what powers you forward. And you know how you just have those moments when you're doing something or speaking to somebody, and it's like, bam, oh, I get it now. That is what Tony Orlando did for me there, and that is how... I was able then to write that all down and put it into lessons and learn how to help people do that in their own life, how to recognize. I was able to go back in my own life and take note and acknowledge when this happened and when that happened and turn those into little lessons that I can send to people and work with people and help them use in their own lives to make the difference that they need to make. It was such an honor to be present that night to meet Tony Orlando again and to see him receive his award at that event. Hearing him speak about what the military means to me and why he's such a huge supporter was super inspiring. His story about the Bob Hope and Yellow Ribbon song, if you haven't heard it, Google it, find it, it's hysterical. But the lesson he taught me is priceless. So now here, as we are gearing up for another holiday season, can't believe we're saying that already, but November's just around the corner in a couple of days, and we'll be doing Thanksgiving, Christmas. I know there are so many people going into these holidays carrying the cruel, cruel burden of grief, which is the price that we pay for the love that we hold in our lives, and we all pay it at some point. But for those of you who are maybe going into this holiday season with dread, wondering how you're going to do it, how you're going to pick yourselves up, how you're going to move forward. I'm hoping you hear these words and hear the hope behind them and know that it can be done. I don't know if you have the support that my family has had. You can certainly reach out to me. I'm happy to link you up with resources. 
find that family member, find that community resource and, and grab onto it and really just apply yourself. You, you will get through it. And there are people who are going to help you, especially if you're a military family, I can help you ping me and I will certainly be happy to hook you up. But a big, big thanks. If you are somebody who has gone out of your way to help somebody through a difficult time, especially now, uh, you know, through the holidays and through grief, thank you so much for all you do as well. That's it. That is our episode here of American Snippets. Uh, we hope that you find value in it. And we hope that you, if you are doing well in your life and are able to reach out to somebody coming into these holiday season, you will do that. And if you are somebody who is struggling, wondering how you're going to get through the holidays, find the hope, hear the message. I promise you there is light on the other side of this loss. You can find it. I can help you. Please feel free to reach out on any of our websites, our Facebook page, our Instagram pages, find us and, and I'll be there to help you. But we are right there on Facebook, on American Snippets. You can find us online, americansnippets.com. Send me a message. I will do everything I can to help you get back on your track as well.